0: have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Hello, hello. Welcome back to To Be Honest. Now, if you are delightfully surprised because you're not expecting uh, this episode to be published this week, you are correct because last week I did mention that I'm going to only publish part two of Healthy Boundaries, Healthy Relationships next week. But here I am, and I'm glad you reminded me of one of my core values, and that is integrity. When I say integrity, I mean to live what I preach and deliver what I promised. Since this is a weekly podcast and... Even when I have a genuine reason, I decided to deliver what I promised. And therefore, here I am. So without further ado, let's set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. And let your worries go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart. And imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe all is well and so it is and take another deep breath in and exhale out loud with a sigh and when you are ready slowly open your eyes now i have no idea what you have learned about boundaries up until now However, let me share this with you. Whether you are in a relationship with an addict or someone with mental health concerns or you are recovering from an addiction or mental health concern or you are an average Joe from the gym, it doesn't matter. You need boundaries. We all do. Therefore, I mention over and over again is that boundaries help define where someone else ends and where we begin. Now, if we don't have that, then more often than not, we will enter into codependent relationships. And boundaries are one of the ways we take care of ourselves, like I mentioned last episode, and get our needs met in all of our relationships. So last week, you learned about internal and external boundaries and the different types. This episode, I am going to explore with you the foundational principles, or I use the acronym BASIC, B-A-S-I-C, of healthy boundaries. Now, when you practice these principles, they definitely will help you decide what your boundaries are and to clarify your motivations for having them. The last part, part three of healthy boundaries, healthy relationships, I am going to cover how to communicate boundaries to others. And that will be next week's episode. So now let's take a deeper dive into the acronym BASIC. B stands for boundaries are for me. We establish boundaries to take care of ourselves, like I mentioned earlier. While it's tempting to use boundaries to teach someone a lesson or get someone else to take us seriously, ultimately, these motives make boundaries ineffective. Why? Because boundaries are the actions you will or won't take in order to care for yourself and your responsibilities. So what I'm saying here is that your boundaries are for you and about you. It's not about somebody else. Throughout this episode, I will use Mary and her family as an example of these principles in action. Mary will help you see how boundaries work in a family setting. Okay, so let's say Mary had decided she was done. This was the last time she was going to cook dinner for her husband. Jack and three teenage children, only to have them rush off after dinner and leave her with all the clean up as well. She was exhausted. She worked all day, then rushed home to prepare dinner for her family. The last thing she wanted to do was clean up the kitchen after they all scattered. Mary was learning in counselling that she didn't have to keep giving and giving, expecting nothing in return. In fact, she was learning that this kind of caretaking wasn't helping anyone, not her children, not Jack, and for sure it was not helping her get her needs met. These caretaking behaviors were actually contributing to a decline in her physical health. Mary needed to establish some boundaries so that she could take care of herself first. A stands for avoid making ultimatums and threats. Let's face it, we cannot change anybody that does not want to be changed. We cannot control them. So using boundaries to threaten or lay down ultimatums just doesn't work. Remember, your boundaries are the actions you will or will not take to care for yourself and your responsibilities. They are for and about you. The other party may experience a consequence or learn a lesson as a result of your boundaries. But that's not the purpose. Now, let me use Mary as an example again. So in the past, Mary made empty threats like, If you guys don't help with the dinner dishes, I'm taking away your electronic devices for a month. And yet, she never followed through with this. The kids always wore her down. Besides, it was Jack who was setting the example here. She couldn't take away his devices. So Mary talked with her counselor about what was happening at dinnertime with her family. While she was angry at her family for this behavior, she also realized that she helped create her family's dynamics because she had allowed it to continue for so many years. She got help to think through her boundaries to ensure she wasn't using them to seek retribution or try to teach her family a lesson. Instead, she decided what she needed so that she could feel good about the situation and take care of herself. So really, you see, boundaries are there for you to realize what you want and what you don't want. So number three is the S for basic is sustain boundaries by following through. Now, following through after you have established boundaries ensures they are sustainable. Once you decide what your boundaries are and share them with others, you have to take action. This is how you build trust with yourself and others. People begin to learn that we mean what we say. If we don't follow through with our boundaries, we are indirectly teaching people not to respect them. To make following through easier, make sure your boundaries are realistic, doable, and moderate. So ask yourself these questions. Is my boundary realistic? Can I actually follow through with it? For instance, if Mary considered hiring a domestic helper to do the dishes, But realistically, she would not be able to afford that with their household income. There is no point of setting that boundary now, would it? Ask yourself, am I willing, able to do what I say I will do? Now, before Mary would say to her husband, if you guys don't start helping with the dishes, I'm quitting my job so I can stay home all day and ensure the dishes are done. Now, it's important for her to ask herself, do I mean that? The more Mary set boundaries she's not willing to enforce, the less seriously her family will take her, meaning they will not respect her boundaries. Ask yourself another question like, is my boundary moderate and proportionate to the situation? Let's say Mary divorcing her husband because of the dinner dishes would be a disproportionate boundary now, wouldn't it? she will likely never follow through with the divorce and it doesn't really solve the problem. And actually, that is a threat, not a boundary. Get help to think about boundary options that fit your circumstance. While some situations, such as abuse, call for drastic action, most boundaries don't require extremes. Mary might handle her situation like this. With the help and support of her friends and her counselor, Mary decided to have a conversation with her husband, Jack, then her kids. She expressed her feelings to her husband, Jack. She had done this before, but usually while she was in the fit of rage. This time, she talked calmly but honestly about her frustration. She then started her boundary like this. Look, Jack. If you and the kids can't or won't clean up after dinner, I will not be doing the family laundry. This is not meant as a punishment or threat. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and if I clean the kitchen, I need to cut out some other tasks so I can get the rest I need. Having a clean kitchen is important to me so that we don't attract bugs and pests. Freeing myself from the laundry will give me the extra time so that I can clean the kitchen and still have some downtime. Mary also expressed this boundary to her three children in a separate conversation. Though they listened politely, it was clear they didn't really believe Mary because of other times she didn't follow through with boundaries. Nevertheless, she communicated her boundary clearly one time and moved on about her day. Over the next week, Mary prepared dinner as usual. And as usual, she had no help with the cleanup. She followed through and did not do the family's laundry. She noticed that she did feel better. Not having to fold clothes every night or stare guiltily at the growing mound of clean clothes in the laundry basket was a relief. She gave herself permission to detach from her family's laundry situation and enjoy some reading before she went to bed at night. Now, the key is to keep calm when you are drawing boundaries. She didn't rage or speak angrily. She didn't nag or remind And she didn't try to punish or threaten. In fact, notice that almost all of her words were about her and not about her husband and her children. She was ready to live with either choice her family made. They help with the dishes and she continues doing laundry or she does the dishes and her family does their own laundry. She wasn't willing to continue doing all the cooking, all the dishes and all the laundry by herself. In other words... She followed through with her boundary by taking action, meaning follow through with the consequence. And the consequence in this example from Mary is that she's not going to do the dishes as well as the laundry. All right, number four, the I in basic stands for influence others by making requests. So when people see us treat ourselves as if our wants and needs matter, they will adjust their behavior as well. Now, Mary's boundary will certainly have an influence on her family and how they perceive her. Another powerful way you can influence other people's behavior is making requests. Now, it may sound simple, However, remember, requests are just that, requests, not demand, meaning the other person's answer might be yes or no. I'll think about it or yes, but with a caveat. So, my audience, when you make requests, you must be prepared for any of these answers. The great thing about requests is that they can lead to negotiation or compromise. If a person's answer is no, consider making an alternative proposal or ask them what they need to be able to say yes. Also remember, there may be some situations in which a compromise is not an option. For example, if someone is living with an abusive partner, there is no compromise when asking the abusive person to get help for his behavior. If the abuser is not willing, the one being abused must adhere to his or her boundaries and keep herself or himself safe. Let's see how Mary might have used requests in dealing with her family's situation, assuming an ideal outcome. So Mary could say, Hey Jack, I'm exhausted at the end of the day, yet I still come home and cook dinner for the family. I want us to have healthy meals together, but I feel frustrated that you and the kids never help with the clean up. I'm requesting that when I cook dinner, you and the kids take care of the dishes and cleaning the kitchen and dining area after we eat. Are you willing to do that, darling? And Jack says, well... It makes sense that you are tired at the end of the day and wouldn't want to have to face all that work alone. I understand, darling. In the past, you have asked for this, and I have said I would help, but haven't done that consistently. I've realized that part of the problem is I am not willing to clean up right after dinner. I enjoy some quiet time after dinner. However, I am willing to make sure the kitchen is clean before I go to bed, and I will get the kids to take some responsibility in this also. Will that work for you, my dear? And Mary may reply, Yes, that will work for me. I prefer the dishes not be left overnight so we don't get bugs. But as long as it happens before bedtime, I'm great with that. Or... Mary may choose to voice her boundary in the moment by saying something like, Well, if you and the kids don't do this, I want to let you know that I will not be doing the family's laundry, okay? I will need to make that choice so I can still get the kitchen clean and also get the rest I'm missing out on by doing the laundry and taking care of the kitchen. And there's another alternative. Mary may decide to wait and see if her husband, Jack, and children follow through with the agreement. If they don't, she can let her husband and children know about her new boundary at the time. All right. The last C for the acronym BASIC stands for change yourself through your boundaries. What does that mean? Remember how we cannot control other people? Well, Your boundaries only guarantee positive change for one person, you. Others may react or respond to your boundaries in a variety of ways, and you cannot control how that happens. So when Mary established her boundary and took action on it, she felt better, right? She had more time at night and felt more rested. Plus, she finally had time to read that book that's been sitting on her nightstand for three months. Her family reacted in interesting ways. Her husband Jack and oldest daughter treated her somewhat coldly for several days. Her daughter even made fun of Mary for her new boundary. Mary confronted this immediately and asked for an apology, which was given. Her middle son seemed to enjoy doing his laundry and appeared to find some confidence in taking care of this task himself. Her youngest daughter seemed to grow in respect for Mary. She did her own laundry but also helped Mary with the dishes several nights. So after a couple of weeks, her oldest daughter asked for a family meeting to discuss this new change, and the family negotiated a rotation for the cooking, cleanup, and laundry that worked for everyone, including Mary. So what made Mary willing to hang in there and not back down when things got uncomfortable? Her motives. Mary knew she had to take care of herself or she was going to get sicker, emotionally and physically. She chose to believe her needs and wants were just as important as anyone else's in her family. So she stuck to her guns, even when her loved ones were angry. In the process, she felt empowered, confident, and more assured that she could take care of herself. There you have it the basic BASIC of healthy boundaries, and I repeat what they are. Remember, boundaries are for you. Avoid making ultimatums and threats, sustain boundaries by following through, influence others by making requests, and change yourself through your boundaries empower yourself. Practice the basic. When using basic, it will ensure your boundaries have the greatest chance at getting your needs and wants met. Thank you for listening, and until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. you can find this podcast to be honest on apple podcast spotify and my website www.drbarbarakiao.com d r b a r b a r a k i a o.com